Hi, I'm Kelsey Zeiser. I'm a senior editor at Light Reading, and we're here at Palo Alto's Ignite 22 event in Las Vegas. And I'm joined by Anand Oswal with Palo Alto. Good to see you. Good to see you, Kelsey. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, good to be here. So you spoke uh, this morning about um, IoT uh, security and management, um, specifically for uh, healthcare and medical applications. Um, can you talk a little bit um, just overall what what Palo Alto is working on there? Yeah. Look, I think um, connected devices has revolutionized every single industry, right? Uh, every single industry that you've seen has got the benefits of connected devices and healthcare as well. Look, we see the, the experience that we've seen as patients uh, over the last couple of years has changed, the outcomes that we're getting. It's also made healthcare providers be more cost effective, more efficient. So we've seen massive impact. But all of this amazing uh, experiences and outcomes has come with some added risk of cyber. Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen that in the medical uh, healthcare industry, we've seen a 200% increase in cyber attacks on healthcare organizations. And we've seen attacks on chains of hospitals in Florida and Texas. We saw the attack in uh, uh, the, the, the hospital in Paris. And, and we've seen many of these happen. Um, so at the same time, we're also seeing a plethora of new connected devices coming into medical. Uh, research suggests over a billion new devices coming in the next couple of years. Now that's mm -hmm. massive. Now these come from different manufacturers and with different requirements from, a, from how they have been constructed, opting systems, it's diverse, right? So it's very important that while we understand that we get a lot of benefits from all the connected stuff that we get, it has cyber risk associated with it. So we just need to approach it uh, very structured, thoughtfully, so we can get uh, the best outcome that we want for the organization. Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting too, you gave an example of, I think it was a hospital where um, an IoT a connected vending machine was on the same network yes. as some medical devices, yes. which can foresee all kinds yeah. of problems. Um, I mean, I guess from a funny standpoint, maybe the vending machine would order a soda for the doctor, but, <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, we <laughs> but there's seen, probably some more serious yeah. implications And it's not, it's not isolated. We're seeing over 70% of healthcare organizations have um, devices on the IT network uh, running on the same as their critical OT medical ER devices. And not everybody is... Um, talking unencrypted to the web, like in this example I gave you, but still they're sharing the same network and there's a, a possibility of lateral movement of threat. So ensuring that you have the right, uh, how do I say, approach for uh, medical IoT or what I like to say, a zero trust approach to medical IoT security to ensure that you're comprehensively making sure that you're protected is very important. Mm -hmm. And are you working with um, service providers in addition to enterprise customers in delivering IoT security as a managed service? Yes. Um, the, 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 the service that we have can be delivered to enterprise customers uh, directly or through managed providers. Okay. I think that is, um, uh, both options are possible. If you think about the service itself, uh, why is it so hard to really secure medical devices? Because first, you don't have right visibility. These come from different manufacturers and, and some of them are running different protocol stacks, et cetera. So, and you really can't build an inventory of all your uh, devices just to static databases. Right? You need to basically understand the protocols, the signatures, what they're talking to, et cetera, mm -hmm. to build that dynamically. And that's what we do from a visibility perspective and we're able to identify over 95% of all devices in your infrastructure uh, in 24 hours. Mm -hmm. This is automatically, dynamically through machine learning. And of course, for some, we got to coordinate with the healthcare organization. But that's just one part of the big puzzle. 
having visibility into what assets you have on your network or devices you have is great, it's important, but that can't be enough. Because now the next thing you need to do is that you need to segment these. You want to make sure that these are not sharing the same on the same network as other devices which are uh, shared by other people, but also who's talking to whom. And mm -hmm. that's when I talk about zero trust approaches, you have least privilege access, which means that you can only talk to this device. Mm -hmm. It's like think of a think of a medical device that you have, it's an MRI machine or a scanning machine. Who should that machine talk to? Maybe it needs to talk to a server to upload some data from test results. Maybe it needs to talk to the manufacturer to get updates. That's about it. And then you need to monitor. Once you do that, that's your policy. So you flip it from saying that you allow everything and then decide what to deny. You deny everything and then you allow specific things that you want. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that is good. But when you are having that device communicate outbound or east-west to your server, you want to make sure that that, that that transaction that you have, the data you're exchanging, is not infiltrated, doesn't have malware, is not a command control connection, has no exploitations, so you wanna make sure it's secure. And then you need to do that on a continuous basis, it's not just one and done. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, not, it's not that I'm allowing this device, I trust you forever. I need to do it on a continuous basis. That's, those are three big aspects. Then it's also important to understand that uh, medical devices have a shelf life, like, like every device, uh, but they also have a cyber life. Mm -hmm. which is very important to know. We, we've noted that uh, 80 plus percent of imaging systems run end of life operating systems, which cannot be patched. And as you recall, this was the same problem in 2017 with the WannaCry attack. They were running uh, operating systems that were you know, end of life in many cases and that leaded to havoc. So how do you ensure that you're able to manage your infrastructure clearly, you know what devices are there, what's the cyber life of these devices, how do you onboard, but also how do you exit this device on the network and ensure that your organizations, which are in medi medical, especially as you know, they're very compliance heavy. So there's a lot of effort that you need to do in terms of building reports and audit ready, but you need to, you can simplify all of that. Once because you have now information of all the devices, you have information of the vulnerabilities, you know what can be patched, what cannot be patched, you know who's talking to whom, you can create those reports, customize it easily and have it done. And that's really what we're driving to. How do you simplify the healthcare providers' operations, uh, at the same time ensure that you have the best patient care, the best patient outcome that they want to deliver. Mm -hmm. And so with the end of life planning, is that um, ensuring that uh, they know what the next steps are in terms of implementing a device to replace that and yes. also making sure that um, that uh, device isn't, um, the, the one that they're transitioning away from isn't uh, an immediate threat? Yeah. I think it's, 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 it's uh, many things. It first starts with what we call asset utilization, which is before you even decommission things, you need to understand what assets you have, how often they are used. And there are many use cases for asset utilization. One is, of course, like you always have devices which are expensive and, and budgets are always constrained, so you want X number of certain type of device, infusion pumps, just say as an example. Now, it's hard to understand if you really need more, unless you understand how often they're used, and what's the utilization of those devices, right? So we can help with those things. Um, uh, maybe, uh, maybe you have a pump which is just not used, used only on Mondays because it's kept back in a drawer for some doctor or patient for their personal use and you can now figure out if you still want it that way or you want to do it differently. So we want to just make sure that you're aware of asset utilization. In terms of the shelf life, like that's more around understanding what you need to patch, what vulnerabilities you have, can you patch it, and if they're really running end of life stacks, 
then you need to at some point of time transition to newer devices to ensure that you're more secure. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you also uh, mentioned Zero Trust, which if any of our listeners have their bingo card out, they can, <laughs> that's, that's one thing that's come up a lot yeah. this week Look, as I well. I think um, Zero Trust is, uh, in, in many cases, it can be confusing for people, but mm -hmm. I think in a simplistic manner, it is no notion of implied trust, right? Uh, which means that who the user is, right? Start with the user, you're authenticated with the mechanisms that you have, uh, what the organization has, a password, MFA, whatever identity provider you use. Once you identify the user, then you need to make sure that the device that the user is accessing information from is also in the right state because you could be authenticated and the right user, but your device could be compromised. So the identity of the user and then the device is also important. Mm -hmm. Then it's the access. What are you trying to access? I'm trying to access the medical records. Okay, do you have the right permission sets? Are they read-only, right, what can you do, etc. Once you have the access done, then it's the, the transaction that you exchange data. Uh, you want to make sure that there's no malware in it, there's no threats in that. And you have to do these four things on a continuous basis, mm -hmm. ensuring that you really have true zero trust, no notion of implied trust. Mm -hmm. And how do you uh, provide more automation in that process of um, uh, IoT device management and, and also the security piece? Yeah. In terms of IoT device management, I think I mentioned earlier that when you want to get <clears throat> an inventory of devices on your, on your network, it has to be as much as automated as possible. Uh, you have devices from a plethora of different manufacturers, which different operating systems, different protocols, different stacks. You cannot rely on a database of devices and, and signatures to understand what the device is. So you've got to be intelligent through machine learning. That's what we do. You need to understand what type of device it is that, who's the manufacturer, what's the make, what's the model, what's the OS, and you need to learn that dynamically. That's through the power of machine learning. Once you do that, you also need to be able to do other things like segmenting the device, looking at threats, et cetera, because those have to be automated. For example, if I'm gonna get hundreds of new devices onboarded onto my network every week or day or month or whatever duration you have, I can set up a manual policies for these devices on what they can and cannot do. I need to find a way to automate that policy creation uh, based on type of device, what you do, what you don't do, manufacturer type, et cetera, and that's what you need to get going. <clears throat> then the same thing you need to do from your operations perspective, right? You're, you, you don't want to have additional sensors, you don't want to have additional point products that will basically complicate your, um, <clears throat> uh, your operational environment. You want to simplify the environment and ensure that you are using as much automation as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, we all know the scarcity of cyber resources in the industry, and even with the automation, we're still going to have these scarcity, so we're going to use it wisely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, well, thanks for your time, Anand. This was really interesting, and it's good to know that um, healthcare is uh, on a more secure path yeah. <laughs> with their I devices. Mean, it's, it's important to have that. I think healthcare is a critical infrastructure, so we want to make sure it's secure end-to-end -end from, uh, from all the things that we can do from a cyber perspective. Right. Thank thanks you. so much. Thanks for having me.